Hello and welcome to Nurse in Transition. This is your host, Kiana Brathwaite. I hope that um, you are enjoying your day and welcome and thank you for joining me. I wanted to take this episode to talk about consistency, especially since that has been a struggle of mine as of late as I go through this new part of transition. Um, or this new transition or this consistent with a perpetual, that's what I like to say, my perpetual transition. <laughs> um, I had been, there's been some inconsistency with, you know, my uh, podcast recordings and publishing. Um, there's been inconsistency with uh, so many different things. So I wanted to um, kind of share what consistency looks like, right? Or talk about what consistency looks like. Uh, before I talk about consistency, I'm going to Google consistency because I'm all about knowing the meaning of things, right? And using words and phrases and everything um, correctly. And I hear all the time in business, people say, you know, you need to be consistent. You need to be consistent. And I hear that a lot of times from males. Um, females don't still say consistency, but they put it in a different context. Um, being aware of all that women have a tendency of juggling. And that does not mean that men are not shifting gears with the roles and how workloads are divided in households, not at all. But women who are looking to be successful and uh, have families have different things to think about than men do. And that's just a fact. Um, maybe that'll change. Maybe it won't. I don't know. Uh, maybe I'll see it prior to my, you know, my ending time on this, this earth. But um, anyway, so consistency, there's two definitions. Uh, it's a noun and it's conformity in the application of something typically that which is necessary for the sake of logic, accuracy, or fairness. And the second definition is the way in which a substance, typically a liquid, holds together, thickness or viscosity. So I think in this context, we'll go with uh, conformity in the application of something, typically that which is necessary for the sake of logic, accuracy, and fairness. Um, and I would even like to go with what does it mean to be consistent? It's an adjective agreeing or accordant, compatible, not self-contradictory, right? And the example they give is his views and actions are consistent, constantly adhering to the same principles, course, form, etc. right? Um, the way that I interpret that and how I apply that does not necessarily go in line with that definition. Um, I see consistency as showing up for myself in ways that I need to show up for myself. Because at one point I was showing up for everybody else and not showing up for myself. And I'm still working on showing up. And it's different than accountability, right? Because... I'm very high on the accountability poll. I um, am ridiculous. I think I'm very hard on myself, as most of us probably are, uh, when it comes to consistency, excuse me, accountability. And I am very consistent in how 
I expect things to turn out when I give my word, right? So my word, I, uh, my granddad was Southern and uh, from this part of Virginia that I still can't pronounce. And uh, my grandmother was Southern as well. And so I call them Orthodox Baptists because they were Southern Baptists. And there was this level of accountability, these expectations that were not necessarily articulated or verbalized, but it was insinuated, right? Based off of how they were in the world and how they, you know, stepped out and what they did. And they were always servants. My, um, both my grandparents had servant hearts. And so that imprinted upon me and, um, they were accountable. You know, if they did something wrong, they apologized, uh, did whatever they needed to make it right. Um, and I grew up around that and hold, still hold that. That's one of my, um, core values is accountability Consistency has been a little harder because whereas I was an employee and I had this construct that was formed for me and then I walked into this environment and brought what I have to bring uh, in a way that I bring it, there was not too much foundational work that I had to do, right? I remember talking to somebody about cold calling and I remember saying recently that, you know, for me, it wasn't an issue because I had these two behemoths who had already created and projected this reputation. So the work I didn't have to do, I just had to be me. And now that I have my own business and my children are no longer in the traditional educational uh, curriculum and, you know, we are no longer homeowners, you know, we're having to step back and live with my in-laws. Um, there are so many different aspects of the foundation and expectations of being an adult that are not there. And it's kind of like going to college where you had all this structure in high school. And I don't know if that was your experience, but it was mine where, you know, my day started at six in the morning and it ended at nine in the evening. And that was Monday through Saturday. And Sunday, I woke up and was Cinderella and did chores and then started it all over again on Monday. Um, that's just, you know, and, and I had that routine for the duration of my uh, educational career prior to college. And then when I went to college, there was so much freedom. I actually didn't do well. I, um, I failed out and went home and then started to build what the foundation should look like. Think about what it should look like for me. And I'll talk about that because that is a good segue into consistency and how you, you, um, you set that stage for yourself. Um, but yeah, I went back home after college cause I flunked out and was like, all right, that didn't work out. What do I do next? Uh, and had to build out what that looked like. And now that I'm outside of the workforce again, I'm having to do that. And it, whereas it was easier when I was younger because I was outside of that, that, that environment or construct, or, um, I'm trying to think of the word I was outside of tradition. I was able to step back into tradition, right? Uh, because I decided I wanted to go back to school, even though I had flunked the first semester or two, I think I was, I flunked the first two semesters, failed out the first year, my freshman year, I had to go back to the drawing board. The drawing board was still already built for me. So all I had to do was write on it. As an entrepreneur, I'm building the drawing board. I have to figure out what this looks like. What, how do I want it to feel? Who do I go to? And there's no, 
there's no right or wrong either. Um, it's just, what is the result that you get? And is that the result you wanted? And if not, then you have to figure out how you get the result you wanted. Um, but going into consistency and what that, that drawing board was able to give me or not the lack of the drawing board, right? Having to build out the drawing board. Now I'm having to look at what does consistency look like? You know, how does it feel? And when people used to talk about consistency, when I first started on this entrepreneurial journey and transitioning out of being a clinical nurse into a, a registered nurse who is starting and owning her own business, um, I was so busy going, looking for what everybody else told me to do because that was what I was used to doing in the traditional state, just working within the construct. Now I'm creating the construct and I had no clue. I was, I was flabbergasted and felt like I was falling on my face again as I did when I went to college. It was really scary um, and frustrating and disappointing and it created anger and stress in ways that I... I hadn't foreseen uh, coming. And I wanted to just really quick, because, you know, I'm always doing definitions um, in my mindfulness class. They actually have a definition of stress. And I wanted to share this with you because I think it's important. And it um, I look at this often now and refer to this. So in the um, Jefferson Health has a MBSR mindfulness-based stress reduction program and their definition of stress is the perception of a threat to our physical or psychological well-being coupled with the belief that we do not have the resources to cope with it. So it's the perception of a threat coupled with the belief that we do not have the resources to cope with it. And that was one reason why at work stress was not a thing for me because I knew I had the team and the resources now, and I had said in a previous um, um, episode that my stress levels are higher because I'm perceiving a threat, right? When my resources are running low, I'm perceiving a threat and I'm believing that I don't have the resources now to cope with that threat. And that was the inconsistency that I was seeing in myself was a direct result. It was like this you know, you would go from stressed out to inconsistent to stressed out to inconsistent to consistent to it not working to you not getting the expected results to it stressed out to inconsistent. And it's just this roller coaster ride up and down and up and down and up and down. And um, now I'm I'm trying to not trying. I am doing um, I am currently saying when I get to that point, because I still have those highs and lows. I don't think those will stop. Uh, for instance, um, I had an idea to reach out to this big company and start a conversation with them about the services I offer, which scared the shiitake mushrooms out of me. And I made the phone call and the number that I had wasn't a good number. I got sent into this voicemail loop and I got really disappointed and started to go down the rabbit hole of berating myself. Right. And that was a consistent fallback. It's like my default. As soon as something doesn't work out the way that I expected to immediately, my default is to berate myself. And I'm breaking that consistency. I'm breaking that system, that cycle of berating myself. I was like, look, all right, it, you know, you, 
you poured your heart and soul into this. You thought it was going to turn out this way and there's no reason why it can't still turn out that way. It may just take a little more research work, connecting the dots on your part, which is fine because you still need to develop these other things while you're working on building that connection. So it's not that this is the end of the world. Um, so really figuring out what consistency looked like for me and not allowing the ping of pain when somebody said the word and, and, and used it in a context that made me feel inadequate. And that was an, another issue that I had with consistency is that it felt like it was a weapon being used to um, bring forth the inadequacies and my shortfalls and the places where I was weakest. And it reminded me of what I wasn't able to accomplish or what I wasn't doing or, you know, where I thought I would be and I wasn't there. And now I see consistency is I'm building that out, you know, and, and you don't become consistent just like that, right? If we could become consistent just like that, then we could lose weight just like that. And we could fix ourselves just like, you know, there's so many things that we could snap our fingers and those things would be instantaneous. And that's not the case. So I had to fix around my head what consistency looked like and then remind myself, relate to consistency different. And now that I'm doing that, it, it gets, I get, okay, well, I'm consistently waking up at five o'clock in the morning. So I'm putting in two to three hours of whatever, and then whatever else that looks like. And I'm building out consistency. You know, I'm building out the, I don't want to call them routines because I hate routines. Um, <laughs> some people need them. They drive me crazy because I find myself in a routine and then I feel um, I have a cat and his name is Deuce. And when he gets put in a box, he gets squirrely. Or when the door gets closed and he's, you know, he's um, constrained, he gets squirrely. Routines make me squirrely. Um, the routines make me jittery. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh, there's no, you know, I need I live for change, uh, which is funny because my husband is a complete opposite. But yeah, so being consistent looks different for us all. And don't let somebody else's definition of consistency define your definition, you know, define consistency for you. Um, what may work for them? And I found people like, oh, you should try this. And I'm like, yeah, that, that just doesn't work for me. And I'm, that's great that that works for you. I appreciate your sharing, but that doesn't work for me. So now you have the definition of consistency. You have a great definition of stress and um, an idea of what consistency is. It's what it is for you, right? Um, based upon the situation scenario and whatever you're trying to be consistent in, what does it look like for you? So with that, I wish you all the best um, in, in implementing consistency in your life and uh, especially in perpetual transition. <laughs> Because the only consistent thing in perpetual transition is change. Um, and maybe that's your consistency, right? You just adapt to change. Um, so I'm going to sign off. Have a one. This is Kiana Brathwaite. Please feel free to sign up for my email newsletter at www.resourceinhealthcare.com or email me with any of your questions, comments. I would love to hear from you at Kiana, K-Y-A-N as in Nancy, A-B as in Bravo at kbcalls.com and that's kilo bravo alpha lima cat sam i'm sorry kbcals forgive me 
Kilo Bravo Cat Alpha Lima Sam dot com. Uh, and enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks for listening and have an awesome rest of your week. And I look forward to speaking to you as you do what you do consistently uh, in the near future. Bye.